So let's look here as they're preparing here for the Passover. They're preparing for the Lord's Supper in verse 1. We'll be reading through 16. But he says, Now the feast of unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the scribes were seeking how they might put him to death. For they were afraid of the people. Now right here, you look at that, you see, amen, the... The religious people were looking, the priests, the scribes, amen, were seeking how they might put him to death, for they were afraid of the people. Next verse. And Satan entered into Judas, who was called Iscariot, belonging to the number of the twelve. Of course, we know know that uh, Judas was one of the twelve disciples, right? And he went away and discussed with the chief priest and officers how he might betray him to them. They were glad and agreed to give him money. So he, considered, he consented and began seeking a good opportunity to betray him to them apart from the crowd. 17. I got a Bible though. And Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover for us so that we may eat it. They said to him, where do you want us to prepare it? And he said to them, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house that he enters. And you shall say to the owner of the house, the teacher says to you, Where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large furnished upper room. Prepare it there. And they left and found everything just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. Verse 14. And when the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, now I want you to look at this. This is going to be some of our key verse right here. He said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Amen. So let me pray as we get started here this morning. Dear Heavenly Father. We just come before you today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, God, that that you, Lord, saw fit, God, to send your son, Lord, to be the sacrifice, to be the Passover lamb, to be the one, God, that would lay down his life, Father God, so that all of us could be saved. And Father, I just thank you for that today, Lord God. And I thank you, Jesus, for this time together in service. I thank you, Father God, for your word. Lord, just illuminate your word to us today. God, make it real to us. Help us, God, to see your heart, to see your mind, to see your will, Father God. I just thank you for that today, my King. Father, forgive us for all of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise if you would this morning. And so as I put my topic on the board this morning... I want to talk to you about the Lord's great desire. 
the Lord's great desire. And today, saints, like I said, we're going to be taking an opportunity to partake in the Lord's Supper. Amen. And so the Lord's Supper is a, a beautiful commemorative supper where we, as the body of Christ, are drawn together in order to remember the Lord's death until he returns. And not only that, saints, but it's a time of reflection upon our individual lives in order to help us, amen, to reflect on our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we, relate, we reflect on our personal relationship. I mean, we don't reflect on the brother next to us or the sister next to us, but we reflect on our relationship with Christ Jesus. And it's a time for us to examine our hearts, to examine our minds, to examine our motives and our ambitions and our thoughts and our actions. Amen. But I want to look here and I want to focus for a moment on a specific verse right here that kind of stood out to me as he's preparing for the Lord's Supper, as they were preparing for the Passover. And Jesus says some words right here in verse 15, amen, that are very impactful. They are very meaningful. And as you look, he said to them, he says, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before our supper. I mean, this is Jesus speaking to the apostles, speaking to the disciples, and he's telling them, he says, man, he says, I earnestly desire this. I have a, a great desire for this, amen, a desire that I can begin to eat with y'all, amen, in a time of intimacy, amen, and spend this time with you because this is the time right before Jesus was going to be going, amen, to his destiny at the cross of Calvary, amen, in order to lay down his life so that we shall be saved. And I found it quite interesting that he says this. He says, I have this earnest desire. I have this fervent desire or this great desire, amen, to eat this with you before I suffer. And as I read this statement, amen, I began to ask myself this question. What was it that Jesus would have such a great desire to eat this Passover meal, amen, with the apostles, and as, all I could, as I looked at this and I asked God, what is it that gave him this desire? And, and the first thing that came to mind was, first of all, well, amen, Jesus was the Passover's fulfillment, amen. Jesus was the Passover lamb, amen. And, I, and it takes me to my next scripture in Exodus in chapter 12 and verse 3. He says here, he says, speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying on the 10th of this month, they are each one to take a lamb for themselves. According to their father's household, a lamb for each household. Now, if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his neighbor nearest to his house are to take one according to the number of persons in them, according to what each man should eat. And you are to divide the lamb. Your lamb shall be an unblemished male, a year old. 
Now, I want you to focus on these scriptures for a minute because you're going to begin to see, amen, some correlation here in the Old Testament, amen, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the New Testament. He says that your, your lamb shall be an unblemished male of a year old, and you may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, and then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to kill it at the twilight. Moreover, they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses in which they eat. And they shall eat the flesh that they that same night and roasted with fire and they shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled at all which with water, but rather roasted with fire, both its head and its legs along with its entrails. And you shall not leave any of it over until morning, but whatever is left of it until morning, you shall burn with fire. And now you shall eat it in this manner with your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in the haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For it will go through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment, for I am the Lord. Look at verse 13. And the blood shall be a sign. Somebody say it shall be a sign. It shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now I want you to look at this, saints, because the Passover was a picture of a type of the Christ. Amen. And there was a few interesting things as you look in these scriptures. There was a lot of interesting things, but a few things that stood out to me. And we look here in verse 3, and the Bible says that they were to choose a lamb on the 10th day, and they were to set it apart for the next four days in order to observe it and to determine whether it would be, amen, a, a, a sacrifice. And I want you to look at that because when you look at it in the New Testament, saints, Jesus, our Savior, he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey on the 10th day of the month for all of those who would kill him to begin to observe him. He came riding into Jerusalem in that great triumphal entry on that donkey, amen, so that the very ones that would kill him, amen, the very congregation or the priest and the people would see, amen, the sacrifice. They would see the Lamb of God coming in so that they could observe him, amen, and begin to see whether he would be a willing sacrifice for them. Are y'all with me today? And the people didn't even know it. It was the 10th day of the month that Jesus came riding in on that donkey. Are y'all with me today? And then we look in verse 5 and it says, The lamb had to be without blemish. And we know that Jesus 
was without blemish, amen. He was sinless. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. And then look at in verse 6, he says, The lamb was to be killed by the assembly on the 14th day. This is in the Old Testament. Are y'all with me today? And you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to kill it at twilight. Don't you love how the Old Testament is a, a depiction of what happens in the New Testament? Don't you love how Jesus is all the way throughout the Bible, all the way from Genesis, amen, to Revelation, amen? You can begin to see Jesus. Put that scripture back up there. Because Jesus, amen, not only came in on the 10th day, which was the day that you were to begin to get the sacrifice, and then they were to observe it for four more days, amen. And on that 14th day is the day, amen, that you would assemble together in order to sacrifice that lamb. And did you know that Jesus, amen, was sacrificed on the cross of Calvary on that 14th day? Can I get an amen? Somebody needs to get excited up in here. In the blood of the lamb, the Bible says, had to be applied to the doors of their homes in order for the Lord to pass over them in judgment. And this is what I want you to know, saints, right now. Amen. The blood of Christ has to be applied to your heart and your life in order for the Lord to pass over you in judgment. Because I want you to know this right now, amen. When the Lord passes through, amen. When the Lord passed through the camp in Egypt, he wasn't looking at whether these people were worthy or not. He wasn't looking to see if they were good enough or not. He was looking to see if the blood of Jesus was there upon that house, upon that, amen, doorpost, amen. And he's looking today to see if the blood of Jesus is upon your heart and upon your life, amen. Are y'all with me today? Somebody needs to get excited right there. He wasn't looking to see, amen, whether they were worthy because I'm here to tell you today, none of us are worthy. The only thing that makes us worthy, amen, is the blood of Jesus. He's the righteousness of God, and he has accredited us his righteousness. But it's when we have Jesus on our heart, and we have Jesus in our life, amen, that God sees us. Are y'all with me today? He was looking for the blood. My question to you, when God sees your heart, does he see the blood of Jesus? When he sees your life, does he see the blood of Jesus? And when we stand before him, amen, he's going to be looking to see if he sees the blood of Jesus. Are y'all with me today? He's not going to be looking at whether you were worthy, whether you were good enough. Amen. 
He's going to be looking for the blood of his son, Christ, appropriated to your hearts by faith. Somebody say, God is good. And one thing about his saints is that the Lord gave everybody an opportunity to come under the protection of his blood before he brought judgment. Now, I want you to look at this right here because, amen, in, in, in Exodus chapter 12, we're beginning to look uh, at, at this taking place in Egypt. And Egypt is a depiction of the world, amen. Are you all with me today? We know that Egypt represents the world. Amen. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And God is bringing you out of the world. Hello, somebody. The Bible says you're in the world, but you're not what? But here in Luke chapter 22, we begin to read about this last supper that Jesus observed with his apostles on earth. And we see some interesting things in verse 16. He said, I will not anymore eat thereof until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. You know, you say, well, until what is fulfilled? Until the Passover be fulfilled. You know, I, I want you to grab a hold of this today, saints, because this is some powerful stuff. Amen. Amen. John said this. He said, behold, the Lamb of God that take away the sins of the world. And how many of y'all know on Calvary he did that? He hung there and he said, it is finished. Amen. Well, what was finished? Everything necessary in order to purchase salvation for mankind. Are y'all with me today? Jesus Christ did all that was necessary for you and for me and for any other person in order to be saved. Amen. Because we have redemption through his blood. Amen. Through the forgiveness of sins. But there's a day coming, saints. Amen. There's a day coming in the future when another meal will be eaten. Are y'all with me today? When you and I will be there as his people. And just as the Passover didn't take place in Egypt until the Lord gave everyone time to respond, Jesus waits for all of us to respond. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Let me show you a scripture in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 1 real quick. Revelation 19 and verse 1. I want y'all to get excited about this because as we're recognizing the Lord's Supper, amen. We remember the death, amen. We remember, amen, the crucifixion. We remember, amen, the Passover lamb. The lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. But not only that, but we do remember like, amen, we do remember also the return of Christ Jesus. Let's look. And that's what he was speaking about earlier when Brother Ken was talking about he's coming back. Somebody say he's coming back. Now after these things I have heard something like a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Because his judgments are true in righteousness. For he has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her immorality. 
And he has avenged the blood of his bondservant on her. And a second time they said, hallelujah, her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down. And they worshiped God who sits on the throne saying, amen and hallelujah. And a voice came from the throne saying, give praise to God. Somebody say, give praise to God. All you, his bondservants, who fear him, the small and the great. Then I heard something like the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the almighty God reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready it was given to her to clothe her in the fine linen bright and white for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints then he said to me right blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the lamb and he said to me these are the words of the lord amen these are the words of the lord and i'm here to tell you blessed are you if you're invited to the marriage supper of the lamb can i get an amen there was a meal that took over that took place at passover amen and there's a meal that we remember by amen doing the lord's supper but i'm here to tell you there's a meal that's coming that's going to be greater than any meal you've ever experienced in your life and it's going to be the marriage supper of the lamb and you better make sure that you're invited to that meal it's one meal you don't want to miss you may have wanted to be invited amen to thanksgiving dinner but i'm here to tell you today you want to be invited to this meal somebody look at your neighbor and say you don't want to miss it amen you can miss some meals amen some of us need to miss some meals but this is one you don't want to miss hello God is good, amen? But Jesus said this. See, there's a meal that's given that to remember what the Lord has done. In all those years of observing it, they were to recall how the blood of the Lamb protected them. And Jesus showed us in person. Amen. We will see our lamb. We will see our perfect sinless savior face to face. Come on. Jesus said this back in Luke. He said, with great desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you. Because I won't be eating another one until you, until that day at my marriage supper. Come on. But this is what it was, this is what was awesome to me. Here we are, Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God. Amen. The great I am. Jesus had this desire. To eat this meal, amen, at the very last moments of his life here on this earth. 
And he had this desire to eat this meal with his friends who were the apostles, who were his disciples. Now, I want you to look at this right here because here we are, man. This is just the character of Christ. Jesus is a, knows that he is about to be going, amen, to the cross of Calvary. He just encountered he, uh, Judas of Iscariot, one of the 12 that was chosen, amen, who was going to begin to betray him. This is taking place right before he says, it's my desire, amen, in order to eat with you. So here he is, amen, sandwiched in between all these things. Here he is, Judas is about to betray him. And right afterwards, amen, you begin to see the disciples and they're fighting over who's the greatest, amen. And who's the most important? These are the type of people that he was surrounded around. But even in the midst of that, hello somebody, Jesus, even in the midst of all, amen, the stuff that they had messed up, he still desired, amen, to have that intimate meal with them. Come on. And even as messed up as we are, hello, even when we betrayed Jesus, and some of us have before, hello, When we are like a dog going back to our vomit, we're betraying Jesus. And even when we're all caught up in self, hello, he still desires that intimacy with you. And here we are just in a few hours, an angry mob would come to the garden and they would, and where he was praying and he would be led by one of his friends, amen, where he would be arrested, where he would be falsely tried. He would be mocked and beaten and spit on and whipped and abandoned and then hung on the cross to bear the wrath of God as he took upon himself every sin of every man, of every woman, of every born and every unborn, amen. He would experience separation from God the Father, and then he would die, amen. But even in the midst of that, he still wanted to, amen, have this time with this man. And I said, well, why? What was it? Because he said, this is my great desire. This is my earnest desire. You know, because sometimes, you know what I mean? People are people. And they act certain ways and do certain things. And you know what I'm saying? And, and, but Jesus is showing us his character. It didn't still stop him from... Amen, wanting to have intimacy with these people because he loved them because he was driven by love. But he comes to them in the midst of all these events and he says, guys, I want to spend my last moments with you before I suffer. This is the love that he had for these men. He had this love for them. But you got to think about this, though. Jesus had spent the last three years, amen, investing in these guys. He had spent the last three years sharing his heart with them. He had spent the last three years, amen, in, you know, pouring out, doing life with them. Somebody say God is good. 
But what he was desiring was he was desiring intimacy with them. And what I want to share with you through all that is that Jesus has a great desire to have intimacy with each and every one of us. Even when we're messed up. Amen. Even when we're selfish. Even if we betray him. He wants intimacy with us. So as we look at this Passover meal today that we're going to begin to take. And we see these examples, amen. Obviously, we're not sacrificing lambs today, right? We're observing the Lord's Supper today. Amen. You say, well, what does that have to do with me? Or, Amen. How am I affected by that? There's a couple things that I want you to remember. Amen. And if you, if you haven't paid attention to anything else, I want you to pay attention to this. One of the reasons that we're going to partake in this Lord's Supper today is so that you can remember what Jesus has done for you. Because sometimes we forget what Jesus has done for us. Amen. Sometimes we forget what Jesus has done for us. Some of you, he's done a whole lot for you. But I'm here to tell you, even if you don't know that he's done anything for you, he's still done a whole lot for you. A whole lot. So here, we're not here just to eat a meal, amen. We're not here out of guilt, but we're not here to play church or have religion, amen. But we're here to remember that Jesus Christ left the glories of heaven to walk a mile in our shoes, amen, and to show us that he could force his physical earthly body into submission to the Father to live a sinless life. Come on. Jesus was a... Fully man and fully God, but he was a spirit-filled man. He was full of the Holy Ghost, amen. And he lived a life in submission to the Father, amen. And he lived a life that was sinless. Are y'all with me today? And you say, well, yeah, he, he didn't have the sin nature. Well, guess what? Adam and Eve didn't have the sin nature either. But they ended up with it. Because just like... Adam and Eve was tempted. Jesus was tempted. Are y'all with me today? Man, it's amazing what can take place when you live your life submitted to the Father. Are y'all with me today? So I want you to remember what Jesus has done for you. And I want you, amen, to remember a higher calling. Because when we think about what Jesus came for, yeah, Jesus did some miracles. Yeah, Jesus healed the sick. Amen. Jesus loved on some people that needed some love. But ultimately what Jesus came for was to seek and save that which was lost and to destroy the works of the devil. And the reason why I share that with you like that, saints, amen, is because we know the scripture says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
And so we begin to reflect on what our purpose here is on this earth. Amen. And yeah, we need to share the love of God with people. And yeah, we need to let God use us to bring healing and bring miracles and signs and wonders. But ultimately, we're called, amen, in order to go and to reach a lost and dying world with the gospel message of Jesus Christ. To go and tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Because his whole desire, amen, is that none shall perish, but that all shall be saved. And so you and I have this calling too. Praise the Lord. Some of us need to wake up and do what God's called us to do. Because if somebody doesn't reach the people with the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ, then there's going to be people that are going to a devil's hell. Are you all with me today? That That ought to fire you up right there. And it should provide us, amen, a reason to praise God and a reason to have hope. And it should also give us an opportunity to examine ourselves. Somebody say examine yourself. Because he's a holy God. You know, you need to ask yourself, you know what, is my heart, is my mind, is it in the right place today? You know, because the holy, the God is a holy and righteous God. So we examine ourselves, amen. If I can get the worship team to get ready to come up. Thank you, Father. And it should remind you that the Lord wants intimacy with you. The Lord wants intimacy with each of you. And so in just a few moments, I want us to take a second, and I want us to begin to examine ourselves. And I want you to say, you know what? Is my heart in the right place? Is my mind in the right place? Are my relationships in the right place? Does my life represent Christ? Am I living for self or am I living for God? Is there something in my life that I need to repent of? Is my focus off? Is my heart covered with the blood of Jesus? Because if you're not saved, brother or sister, then... You don't need to partake of the Lord's Supper, amen. This is for people that are saved, but if you're not saved, you need to get saved, amen. And I'll be more than happy, amen, to lead you to the Lord right now, amen. If you'll just believe with your heart and you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Are y'all with me today? It's time for us to get right, get right focused 
It's time for us to get our hearts right. It's time for us to get our minds right. The Bible says you don't want to take of this in an unworthy manner. Amen. He says there's some of us that haven't examined ourselves. There's some of us, amen, that are taking of this unworthy manner. In other words, we haven't repented. And as a result, some of us are sick and some of us are even asleep. And that sick could be sick physically and that sick could be sick spiritually. Some of us are spiritually sick. Are y'all with me today? But Jesus wants to heal you. The Lord's Supper is about healing. When Jesus went to that cross of Calvary, amen, when he shed that blood and you accepted him as Lord and Savior, that brought healing into your life. He healed you, amen, from the curse. He healed you, amen, from death. He healed you from sin in your life. He brought healing, amen, and he wants to bring healing in you today. Are y'all with me today? He wants to bring it in your life. And he wants intimacy. You know, I want you to think, you know, well, where am I at with God? Where's my in- intimacy with God? Where's my personal relationship with him? Do I have intimacy with God? Or is it just when I come to church on Sunday or Wednesday? Because I think Jesus wants more intimacy than that. He wants us every day. He wants a relationship with you every day. Hello. And if we're allowing sin in our life, it's hindering our intimacy with God. You may not be, it may not create you to lose your salvation, brother or sister. But it's going to affect your intimacy with God because, amen, you can't have intimacy with God. That's a holy and righteous God. Amen. And you're not, and, 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 you're, 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 and you're dirty. And the only thing that's going to make you clean is the blood of Jesus. And the Bible says this. He says, if you confess your sins, that he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So maybe during this time, maybe you need to confess your sins to the Lord. Amen. Maybe you need to take them to God. Amen. Give them to God. Hello, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. So I want you to take this time and examine your life. I'm going to examine my life. I want you to examine your life. Amen. I want you to take this time and examine your life. And and I want you to say, God, show me what it is that I need to do. Show me, God, what it is where I'm falling short. Show me, God, where I'm missing the mark. Show me, Lord, what I need to repent of. Show me what I need to ask for forgiveness of. Right there where you are. I want you just to do that. Amen. Just ask him. Amen. Say, show me, Lord. Show me, Jesus. Because God, God wants to bring healing in your life today. Amen. God wants to bring you closer. His greatest desire is intimacy with you. You know how I know? Because he was willing to go to any lengths in order to make it happen. He was willing to go to any lengths. He was willing to send his son to this earth from heaven to take on the form of a man and to be crucified on the cross of Calvary to die for your sins. That's how great that he wanted intimacy with you. That's how much he wanted intimacy with you because he is a holy and righteous God and the only thing that was created that, amen, is the, ble- the, the unblemished lamb of God, amen, the Passover lamb.
the blood of Jesus. That was it. That was it. That's how bad he wanted. He said, man, we're going to have to make a way. I want a relationship with these people. I want intimacy with these people. I want to be able to love on these people. Amen. I want to be able to, you know, walk with them and talk with them and spend eternity with them. That's what I want. Amen. That's what I desire. Amen. More than anything. And I'm willing to go to any lengths in order to make that happen. Amen. I'm in order to do whatever it takes in order to make that happen. That's how bad he wanted. I just want to be able to commune with them I just want to be able to fellowship with them amen but I'm a holy God and I'm a righteous God and I I can't fellowship amen with wickedness and sinfulness that's how bad he wanted it that's how bad he wants it today he wants it he wants it so bad he wants a relationship with you and me and everyone he wants a relationship with everyone in this whole world they just got to be willing. They just got to receive him. They've got to accept him into their heart as Lord and Savior of their life. So repeat after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, please forgive us for all of our sins. Wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. Father God. I ask you to reveal whatever it is in my life that I need to repent of, to be cleansed of, to be healed of. Lord God, show me right now because God, I want you to be king of my heart. I want you to be king of my life. I need you, God. I need intimacy with you. I'm sorry for neglecting you. I'm sorry for making it about other things. Lord God, I desire to be at that marriage supper, to that great meal going into eternity. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and just to forgive us. And to wash us whiter than snow. And in just a moment, we're going to sing. But I just want you to take just a moment in your own words and just talk to the Lord. Just you and him. Don't worry about whatever it is. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Come on, this is a time of healing, a time of cleansing. Father, we need you, Jesus. We need to get back where we were, God. We need a relationship with you, God, and we need that to be first and foremost in our life, God, above and everything, Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, for your love. We thank you, Father God, for your sacrifice. Reveal it to him, God. And you can either continue to kneel down or you can stand up at your feet, either way.
and we're about to sing to the Lord. You just spend this time with the Lord. If you want to come to this altar, you can come at this altar and kneel, amen. You can come to this altar, amen, and just give it to God, whatever it may be, whatever it is that you, whatever it is. Oh, you're worthy, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, my King, today, God. Life that paved my way and death is price, and when it flowed down from the cross, my sins were gone, my sins were God's. There is a grave that tried to hide this precious blood that gave me life. And in three days he breathed again and rose to sin. In my defense, and so I come to tell you he's alive, to tell you that he dries every tear that falls, and so I come to tell you that he says to shine. To proclaim that he's coming back for you. There is a blood that sights the blind, that heals the sick, the lonely finds. It has the power. To free the bound, it's chains that fall upon the ground. So pour it out and to cleanse my soul and let its liquid glory flow because it is. 